Welcome to another episode of the Bounce Pass by the Sportsmaker. With my colleagues Adam Rosenblum and Sean Turner, I'm your host, Stephen Abramo. Today, we recap the Boston Celtics 2019-20 season, as well as take a look of what's in store in the future. I'm happy that both of you guys can come on. Actually, if you guys want to just start, just kind of, you know, introduce your... I mean, Adam, you know, I had you on, but if you just don't want to, you know, introduce yourself and then we can go from there. Uh, perhaps you know me from Twitter. Uh, of course, uh, I'm Evan Turner's cousin. Hey, Evan. How are you? I know you're listening. <laughs> um, but uh, you, you might know me from the sandwich bit or just from basketball discussion, but... Uh, very, very happy to be on here. Uh, only the second time I've ever been on a podcast, so that's fun. What part of Boston are you in right now? Uh, I'm from Southie, but I'm in Dorchester now. Okay, okay. Uh, yep, lifelong Boston, though, Celtics, uh, and Kentucky fans. So, I don't know. Uh, I, a lot of Some people know that. Not everyone knows that. But when I start getting uh, – when I start praising Bam and Tyler in, in about half an hour, I think people might <laughs> be shutting this off. Sounds good. Um Adam, if you want to introduce yourself yeah. and tell you, where, 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 where are you at? Right now, I am in Lawrence, Kansas, chilling with my cat, my girlfriend. Nice. name's Adam Rosenblum. Okay. You can follow me at Adam Rosenbucket. Lifelong Celtics fan, Chiefs fan, yep. Royals uh, fan, I guess, but we suck ass. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, very much from, better, man. Um, posting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Um I'm also from Kansas City. Uh, obviously, another yet again another Chiefs fan. Uh, but anyway, you know I'm a Celtics fan. Uh, not, not from Boston, uh, as you can tell. I don't have that much of an accent. Uh, but I have, you know, half my family's from there, so I've just been following them for years. But uh, we're gonna go straight into it. This is gonna be kind of, you know, series of topics for tonight. We we'll start by just assessing. Sorry, recapping really the season that was for the Celtics in 2019-20 and then, you know, kind of going, you know, where does Boston go from here? Maybe looking to the future. Uh, but, you know, we'll kind of start. Uh, obviously, the, the uh, Celtics ended their season uh, last week, lost in game six in the Eastern Conference Finals to the Miami Heat. Um and it was really a crazy season, you know, instead of playing 82 games, you know, COVID-19 had a hit and only 72 games were played in the regular season. You know, I got to say, I don't hate, I don't hate if they, if they did that and just spread the games out more and had better matchups instead of like, like the Celtics don't need to play, like we just don't need to play like the Hornets like huh. six times, like exactly. cut 10 of the games and let's get better matchups. Like I'd be, the players would be healthier. Less back to backs. Give mm-hmm. people less travel. No one cares about total numbers anymore. Huh. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, you know, the end of the season, game six, uh, obviously a weird season, just like I mentioned. Everybody, you know, had months off and they resumed and then the playoffs started. Uh, but they got to, you know, they finished third. In, they finished third in the East and then that kind of went through and they went to the conference finals, lost to the Heat, who were the five seed. Um, and they're obviously – in the NBA Finals, um, 
in Boston, you know, third conference finals appearance in four years. Uh, but it, and I think it could be viewed. Uh, I don't know. You guys will definitely provide your input about how the season was, but it, could, you know, I think it can go different ways. You know, maybe it can be viewed as a, a successful season, you know, another conference finals appearance, or, you know, they also had another chance to get to the finals and they didn't do it. So kind of a lot of different, I guess, expectations can be, can be made onto this season. You know, uh, Celtics obviously had a very interesting, you know, off season, you know, off season beforehand, you know, they lost a lot of their roster, you know, Kyrie Irving, uh, decided to go to Brooklyn. They lost Marcus Morris, Al Horford. Uh, so there's a lot of moving parts that Danny Ainge and the Celtics had to put together to start this season. Um, you know, having Kemba Walker on his first year, um, signing Inez Cantor in free agency. Um, but I don't know. It just kind of gave like me your – Warriors got KD, you know? Yeah. Uh, so kind of give me your thoughts on just the season as a, as a whole – and my, I'll just say, making the conference finals for a third time is really sh- shows you that they're kind of on the the path to being just really consistent. But I feel like losing to the Heat, and I, in my opinion, I think the Celtics were the more talented team. They had the better talent overall. They just didn't have, I think, the better roster from top to bottom. But I still think, you know. Because it wasn't a neutral court, I think the Celtics kind of missed on an opportunity. We had the best player in the series. I'm gonna say that. Yeah, i i would I would agree with that. And I've seen a lot of. Data said two through four. Yeah, I think I saw a lot of Jimmy Butler like hype, and I was saying like I was the best player on his team. Yeah, I think I I would say wasn't really worried about Jimmy Butler in that series. As weird as that sounds, I mean, he never really ever put fear in my in my mind whenever we were playing them. It was always Bam and, and Tyler and Drogic that I was worried about more than Jimmy. Mm-hmm. So I would I would definitely say Tatum was the best player in that series for sure. I'd like to say something, Stephen, and uh, Adam. Just real before we get away from this, I want to say something about the expectations and yes. uh, like, like you said, yeah, third like the conference finals, and that's important to note. Because there's a lot of revisionist history now, Mark. A lot of the media is like, this was their year, and like they were supposed to go to the finals. And I, that's that's horseshit. Because last year, after we lost in the second round, remember that? And, we, and Kyrie left. Mm-hmm. And then we got Kemba, and then the USA team basketball. Remember, it was all the Celtics. Oh, uh, how, how can you forget? Yeah. They got lost. And then everyone was like, LMFAO, like Celtics winning 40 games this year. They replaced uh, Kyrie with Kemba, and they didn't even make the conference finals with Kyrie. They're going to be terrible. And then the season starts going, and Tatum turns up, and then all of a sudden now it's like, oh, well, you had Tatum, so you should have went to the finals. Get the fuck out of here, all right? Yeah, it was like all the Lakers fans that have act like we've, we've been failing for like five years. If you go look up tweets from last July, which was a decade ago, but if you can <laughs> find those, those uh, ancient texts – you will find every single media member saying like Celtics are succeed and they're not making it out of the first round. I I, I saw it happen live. So Nick, Nick Wright, I can get it this far, and that number Tatum, one perpetrator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so, dude, Nick Wright is like Nick Wright is probably the biggest Boston Celtic hater I have ever seen. Did he get? Yeah, did he get robbed in Boston or something? Well, and then his hair, <sighs> and then obviously you know he's growing that fake hairline, uh, the fake hair. 
<laughs> if I ever see him in Kansas City, it's uh, it's going to be on site. <laughs> I know, I know he's a Kansas City fan, so I assume he lives somewhere that's around here. Parody, non-actionable. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Never, never would happen. Parody, non-actionable. It's a bit. You're right. I will break your fucking kneecaps. <laughs> okay. Um. So, Sean, you know, would you consider this as kind of overachieving? I guess. Um. Or just okay. In my own personal view, because I think that like I think that Tatum's a top ten player, so. Not exactly overachieving, but what the media said we were going to do. I saw forty wins and six seed thrown around a lot, and they were on. If they played out the full year, extrapolated what they would have won like fifty six games around there. They won fifty six, and Tatum makes third team. He should have been second team. Putting Pascal Siakam on the second team when he like he dribbles like his controller died in two K. Like <laughs> no, like T- Jason. We we saw we saw in the playoffs who was better there, but like. I think this is a weird like it's it, it felt just right and like I just sure Kemba's old and Hayward are old but that's not the future like it's the Jays and getting to your third conference final before like both of these guys are barely old enough to drink and they're like like I'm not like that word like when did KD make his first finals at 23 and when did LeBron make his first finals like 24 like we got time our best players on a rookie contract it, 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 and Jalen's yeah. just now coming off his rookie contract so I think we're in a good spot to contend over the next couple of years. So people that are overreacting just need to relax, take a chill pill and just let yeah. Danny do his job this off season. The other thing too is everyone's, everyone still thinks it's, you know, 1990 and like teams are running, like teams don't run up rings anymore. Like except for the Warriors, like that was a, you know, that's an anomaly. Like that's never, ha- that's never going to happen again. Like, if we, I feel like this is that's how the league's going. Like, yeah, we're gonna battle a few years. We might get one or two, but like that'd be a huge success in today's NBA. And, and you know, I'm glad that you mentioned Sean about LeBron and Duran, and um, you know, LeBron didn't win. He his got first, there when he was like 30. Well, yeah, he he didn't win his first ring until he was 27. Um, Durant, just like you mentioned, won it a couple years ago when he was what 28. He's 27 um, or 28. And you know, you look at the track record, and this is something that we'll talk about, kind of you know, later down in the podcast when we talk about more of like the long-term outlook, well, more of the long-term outlook and like what they got it, what moves they got to do in the off season. But, um, you know, heck, heck, I'm even going to say Michael Jordan, like my, you know, these guys weren't thrown into the roles that Tatum Brown. Yeah. But I'm going to probably stick to more Tatum. Not many 22 year olds can play like an all-star in their third year. And well, to be fair, LeBron was playing like this when he was like 15. But <laughs> right. that's, that's unfair. That's unfair to compare him to Right. That. But what I was what I was saying was, you know, it's very hard for a 22, 22-year-old in his third year to just jump right into really his first season as the main guy on a championship contender and just take his team – I take his team as a number one guy to the finals and win a championship. It's it takes time. Yeah, that hasn't happened in a long time. Mm-hmm. That like Magic Johnson, like was the last time something like that happened. Yeah, um, young sir, guy, Patrick Mahomes. Right, well, hey, Patrick Mahomes did that. <laughs> Mahomes is like nearing is like nearing retirement, and, and like come on, he's like what is he twenty five? Yuck. <laughs> a week. <laughs> I think all of us have kind of agreed that you know the Celtics met expectations, exceeded expectations just for this year. Um, but kind of going down the line here uh, for really the next part, you know, the Celtics. We know Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Jason is going to get that 
extension probably this offseason. And Jalen Brown obviously got paid too. We know that the future for those two are bright, and we know that the Celtics really have a good core for the for those guys going forward. But I kind of want to get your thoughts on what really will the roster look like for next year, and you know what is something that Danny Ainge or just a Celtics management can do to improve the roster because you know next year the East is, and this is why I was. I was saying like it was it was a little bit of a missed opportunity just because of the way that the playoffs shook out. But, you know, for next year, I know it's tough to say because it's on paper, but, you know, Durant stays healthy and Kyrie Irving doesn't kind of veer off a certain direction, you know, kind of like what he did in Boston. You know, that's a top – those are top two guys, you know, Durant top five, Kyrie probably a top 15 player in basketball. The Bucks, we still don't know top what – Top 15 point guard maybe, yeah. Um, we still don't know what, you know, what the Bucks do with Giannis. I'm sure that they're going to probably make some type of move. Maybe that they can get a Chris Paul because you know that they're probably going to, this is probably their last shot before they might, before they could potentially lose Giannis in free agency. Um, the Raptors, you know, who the Celtics beat in the semis, they'll probably tweak their roster a little bit. Philly, who just actually signed, uh, Doc Rivers as their head coach this uh, this today. Um, Actually, real, before we before we pivot off Philly, did you see the what? what this is a, from a, from a blue check mark reporter, so it's not mm. it's not trickery afoot. I mean, it could be a lie, but it's from a real person. <laughs> they, that apparently Doc is is uh, you know just on the phone calling just over and over with he he's trying to send Ben to Minnesota for who for the number one pick. Be so stupid. For Anthony that would Edwards? be so stupid. No, but let's talk just oh man, you know I love my Kentucky guys. I'm actually the, I'm actually a Ben Truther. I'm a Ben I like Ben. I think it beats us. I love I ben. Like ben. Ben with Cat, that pick and pop would be insane. Let's just say Cat would be making the playoffs. <laughs> you talked about Embiid. Sorry, you talked about Simmons. Like what I was gonna say is you kind of saw in that Celtic series. Now I know the roster for Philly just is really not good, not well put together, but you know, you saw wow. Embiid uh, even though he put up 30 points or 20, you know, 30 points, 15 rebounds against the Celtics, it just kind of felt like it was a, just a quiet 30 because I don't think, I don't think it beat his, his stamina is really there. It was the Kevin, it was the Kevin Martin 30 for sure. It was the 15 point first quarter diminishing exactly. returns. There. Exactly. And you saw. Those first quarters that he put up against the Celtics in the playoffs were great, but then great. after, but then from the second, second half was, on, yeah. yeah, he he kind of he just like you said, I'm disengaged, kind of fell apart. And I mean, I don't want to go down too big of a rabbit hole for the Sixers, but uh, Doc Rivers is kind of a good step, but they still need like a complete roster overall. Like they still need to do a oh, lot yeah. of things. Two baby. Yeah, but. Again, you know, like what I was mentioning, and even like even the Miami Heat, a team that we just we, we just talked about, the Heat are still going to be there. Like the Heat without a bio is Tyler Hero. You know, Jimmy Butler's only in his first year of that contract. You know, Duncan um, Robinson. Duncan Duncan Robinson. <laughs> well, the good um, news is he'll be retiring soon because once again he's also ancient. <laughs> exactly. Um, but you know they're still there, so. Kind of what I was, what I said originally. You know, what do the moves, what moves can Boston make? And you know, their 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 roster is kind of set. You know, Kemba Walker's in the first year of his of his four year deal. 
They also have the big question of Gordon Hayward. He has a $34 million player option. Uh, you know, if he opts in to the Celtics decide to keep him for this year, for, for next year, and then say, you know, thank you for your services and free agency, or to the Celtics, to the Celtics trade him, uh, you know, what what type of moves do you see them doing? And I also just, especially with Hayward, because I'm kind of curious what you guys think about him. I think if Hayward opts in, personally, I think I think you keep him. I think you keep him for this year. See if he's if he's healthy, if he's good. See how he pans out. I mean, because if we have Hayward healthy for this past postseason, postseason probably looks a lot different. We could have used a healthy Hayward. I mean, the freak injury against the Sixers. We're in the finals. Yeah, easily. Easily. We're in the finals. I'll say that. But, but I think you see if he's healthy. And then if he is healthy, see if he'll come back the year after on a you know a shorter – a long-term contract with shorter – or with less money, uh, kind of like Al Horford was supposed to do and then broke our hearts and left. But I think you see if he'll come back on a long-term deal with security and money, a little, little less than expected, but try to keep him on, on, a, on a long-term contract deal. Because, you know, I mean, he has a family. He's, he's not going to want to uproot his family and, and leave. He's going to want that security with, with having, you know, four kids and a newborn. So I think it's something that, that they could do. If not, if he, they want to trade him, I'd say do it this year. Try to go out and get all the depot and Turner, throw in all of our picks. We don't need any more young guys. We already have enough young guys we need to develop. So Right. And uh, sorry, Sean, I was just about to say one thing. No, no. Like He suffered a freak injury, obviously, in his first game in, in – in the Celtic uniform, but you know, that other injury you could probably label as freak too, but it's just, you know, he is 30, what are you, 30, 31. I don't know if he is someone that you can carry. Yeah. If you can count on him to be there when it matters. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know if you can count on him to be a consistent playoff option when he just can't stay healthy come playoff time. And, yeah. um, and you even saw, you know, when he came back against the heat, yeah, you know, I think it helped him playing health because it limited the Celtics. Point game ever. It limited the Celtics' use of their bench, which we I think would all agree uh, <laughs> stinks. But uh, he just wasn't as a uh, as smooth as he was in the regular season. Yeah, definitely. We'll we'll kind of get into also about like the possible you know moves that they can make trade wise. But Sean, I'm sorry to cut, cut you no, off a little bit. Just give me your thoughts on Hayward. Or just the roster in general. All right. Well, the only thing I really, really wanted to say is that I loved all the rookies. Like, I thought this was a very like, – I thought, like, the, the rookie, like, how we had, like, five of them this year, you know, uh, Carson, Tr- Tremont, Romeo, Grant, and Taco. Like, I thought it was a, it was a cute story, and, like, I liked them all. Um, I would be fine with trading basically all of them except for Grant. Like, Grant is a legit rotation player, I think. Um, oh, yeah. 100%. I mean, the rest of them, like, didn't even see the floor. Like, in the playoffs, or not much. Maybe Romeo a little bit. Um, he played for 30, he, he, he played for 30 seconds. seconds. And he like, got injured. Grant is just one of those. He's Marcus Smart, just, like, just the forward version. Like, he's just, like, he's a really smart player. Like, he's, he's just not a, he's not a numbers guy, but, like, man, like, I want him in R8. Like, I don't need like I don't yeah. need Semi. I I love him, but I don't need any more Brad. I need a lot more Grant. Like I almost want Grant as like the seventh man next year. I think Romeo has a lot of potential. I think Romeo's great. Yeah, Romeo's great. I, I, yeah, I think our but bench I next year 
Yeah, our bench next year looks a lot better if one one or two of Grant, Romeo, and Time Lord, if one or two of them start popping really, mm-hmm. really great, mm-hmm. and we get real contributions from them, then our, our bench yeah. takes a turn from being straight ass cheeks to at least respectable. Right. And then you also have the mid-level exception where we could try and go get another guy. I think those three young guys are the only ones that I want to keep. Yeah. I, think I like Tremont. I like Tremont. I like Carson, but yeah. I mean, now we have the 14th pick that we're well. We have three first round picks. So mm-hmm. personally, I want to trade up. I want to see if we can at least package all of them, trade up, and get um, a backup point guard because I'm I'm tired of Brad Wanamaker. Oh, they don't they don't, nice. they don't call him Brad Wanamisser. Uh, oh, we share we share a birthday, but that's about I'm it. Sorry, buddy, but. <laughs> um, you know who I'm interested in, and this is going to sound like a like a joke, like it. <laughs> Because it almost it almost is, but um oh never mind I checked his contract number I would I assumed this guy was playing for pennies I was gonna say just for some bench scoring and just to, like someone we could sign for like the vet men like a million dollars I was gonna say like oh why not just get like Rudy Gay to score like ten points a game off the bench no nope, he's making a cool fourteen million for the next two years never mind huh. sorry Rudy. Uh, sorry to get yeah but I do think though they have to I think the Celtics. Considering, and we didn't even mention, like, if the Celtics had won game six and then had played in a game seven, they won that game, they would have been the youngest finals team, I think, on record. So I think this team needs more experience more so than, like, you. So I I agree, Adam. Like, if the the only pick I would be – I think the only pick that should be worth keeping is 14. That 26th and 30th pick, I just don't think they have much value for. Hey, you can get some real good players uh, with that, with the 27th pick, like future NBA champion Kyle Kuzma. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that is going to – like, you know – So much pain. and then it, you're going to get Laker fans saying, oh, you know, Kyle Guzma, he has an NBA championship. He's better than Jason Tatum. Yeah, yeah Patrick McCaw is better than LeBron James right now, then. <laughs> three for three, baby. Repeated. He hasn't lost. Show me his final loss. You can't find him. And, and who who was the team that stopped uh, Patrick McCaw finally? Yeah, the Boston Celtics. And, the, and this reign of terror. <laughs> they, they did. The, it, the media was just pumping out Patrick McCaw like uh, Bleacher Report, right? So Ble- Bleacher Report literally just is obsessed over LeBron James and Alex Caruso. Yeah, they're garbage. <laughs> I think it's safe to say Brad Wanamaker is probably not going to be on the team. Same with Semi Ojale. You know, Semi Ojale was kind of a nice story, especially for Adam and I. He grew up in Kansas, but yeah, he just has not. He really hasn't panned out too much. So I didn't even know he's from Kansas, to be honest. I, he can go back to Kansas for all. I, I don't want him on the team. Semi-Ogle. Great, great guy. Very swole. He can be the he can be the weight trainer for the team. I don't care. <laughs> he's sticking and he, Jack. He, he's he's jacked for no fucking reason. Championship, uh, Brass. He was on uh, 2015 Duke, wasn't he? He went to Duke and then he transferred to uh, SMU. Yeah, he won the title with with Duke. Yeah, of course. He's a he's a championship player. Can't take that from him. No, you cannot. Yeah, I mean, anyway. So I don't think Ojale Wanamaker for sure. Langford, Langford did show some defensive like skills. I I don't think Langford should have been taken 14th last year. My opinion. I think. He could have been had late first round, but you know, Ains took took a chance on him. Well, he he had a, a wrist injury in college, and he played with it instead of getting a surgery. And he was projected to be, I mean, like a top top ten pick before his injury. So, I mean, the only thing to worry about him with him is injury concerns. But I think he has a lot of potential. I think he's going to be really freaking good if we if we just let him develop. 
Yeah. But I mean, I guess we don't. That's the last thing we need to do is develop more young players. I think I think he can be great for our bench next year. So we talked about Grant Williams, kind of. Uh, Sean definitely was sh- d- expressed his, uh, I guess, excitement for what Grant Williams can become in Langford. What is your opinion? In your opinion, what is Time Lord's ceiling? Because I think he is kind of the piece that really could change the Celtics' future. Because you look at their center position this year. Sorry, I guess last year season's over uh daniel tice was pretty serviceable danny two blocks like some people call him was serviceable the war on tice was pretty rough throughout the season i thought he did a good job but when he got matched up with van metabile these playoffs he just got absolutely overwhelmed and i think the celtics really from a center's perspective that probably has to be a top priority is either make a trade just like i think you mentioned adam like making a trade for miles turner which is really the only center they could realistically get that could be an upgrade or kind of look for Robert Williams to take that next step. But uh, what is his next step, I guess? Uh, I mean, I would like to say, like, so Robert is it's very interesting to me because, like, I just I just don't ever really see him as, like, you know, like he – like a lob threat, sure, but, like – I think best case scenario, and trust me, this isn't even a knock. This would be this would be very cool. But like best case scenario, like I don't know, DeAndre Jordan, more okay. athletic maybe. Clint Capella. Clint Capella is. I don't know because Clint Capella was what putting up like eighteen a game at one point. Like I, I don't know about all that. I think he could be Clint Capella light with better passing. I think that's in his, his realm of possibility. Speaking of quickly, real quick about Clint Capella. Do you remember last year when the the timeline was filled with trade smart for Clint Capella takes. Oh, that yep. was stupid. Yep. Hey, don't forget Marcus Smart for uh, Tyreek Evans. Tyreek Evans. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Bill Simmons. Uh, I think I think he could give us you know twelve points a game. Next maybe year? Mm, next year probably not. But like I'm saying, his peak he could probably give us twelve points. A okay. Game. Next year he, he could be a spark off the bench for us. I don't I don't think he'll make too big of a leap next year. I, I think he has a lot of potential. I'm I wouldn't give up on him just yet. I mean he showed a lot in the bubble. Yeah. Uh, before the playoffs started, um, he just wouldn't miss a shot. Yeah. I this is another thing that I'm I'm interested to kind of go down to is we'll have our talk about Brad Stevens late like later on. But I thought it was interesting to see how Stevens like kind of really didn't use him in the uh, Heat series. He kind of just abandoned him and just went with Grant Williams and Cantor for a bit. But when it came to like the Sixers series and the Raptors series, he did use him a little bit more. And you saw like when he played in those minutes, he was, I thought, pretty effective offensively. Um, But you can just still like aside from getting those great blocks that, you know, are are highlight worthy. He still has a lot of um, issues defensively. He'll have a lot of mental breakdowns and then, yeah. He still can turn. He still turns it over, like, and he makes these weird plays on the post. It was better this year than when he was as a rookie. But the mental aspect of his game, I think, is very uh, behind. Yeah, you know, all the physical tools are there. He can jump out the roof, and he has a really nice uh, touch when he passes it. But he'll, he'll just he'll bite every freaking pump fake and just drives me fucking mad you know what he has is uh he got a, he got a bad case of um some white side syndrome like it's so it's blocked and um i remember dwight back in the day before before dwight was dpoy dwight dwight had this problem too for for a bit and so that's why i have hope because he, he his career could go two different ways and this i'm not saying he'd ever be dwight dwight was the best center in the league for a decade like he's not gonna be dwight 
but like for the blocking shots thing, um, when like so Hassan Whiteside does that thing, and this is what Robert does too is they get these awesome monstrous blocks, but they hit them out of bounds. So when they do that, it restarts the offense, and you, they almost always score on the restart because it's like, okay, we get to we're not you know we're not jumbled anymore. And Dwight used to do that too, but then Dwight realized once they started going to the finals and he was winning, he's winning DPOY, it's like maybe you miss out on a block a game, like you go from three to two, but instead like you hit them, hit them towards the guard, you know, hit them towards your team, get the ball going towards the other hoop. If he can learn that, just if he can even just do that, he's a rotation player. If he's going to do the Hassan shit though, like at least Hassan can score somewhat, like Robert got to get that under control. We think Time Lord obviously has a, has a future, but what what would it take for the Celtics to just kind of say, yeah, we're gonna make Robert Williams our permanent starter in twenty twenty one? What what's that gonna take? Would they have to just ditch Tice or like I don't know because or is it, or is Time Lord just not starter material yet? Yet not yet, definitely you know. not yet. I, think, I don't know if ever, but that's okay. Yeah, we don't really need him to be. Yeah, it would take it would take a time lord leap to to really put him in the starting lineup for me. I don't I don't see a situation where that happens next okay. year. Maybe in a couple of years, but all right. I mean, Sean, your your opinion on Tice is pretty high. Like i I think they could do. I love them. I think they could do. I think Tice is definitely worth keeping. I think they can do better, but the problem is, like, realistically, like, what are the options that the Celtics can really get? Like, other than Miles Turner, who's not, and I'm not a big Miles Turner fan. Hey, I think my cousin, man. I thought your cousin Evan Turner. Eh, big family, <laughs> basketball family. <laughs> so, uh. What was there? God, there was a turn. Michael Turner, running back for the Atlanta. He used to be running back for the Atlanta yeah. Falcons. Um, Justin Turner on the on the Dodgers. He, he was out of the family for a bit in 2018. But. Other than Miles Turner, and I, you know, you, Miles Turner, in my opinion, is kind of like plateaued at Indiana. He's definitely def- defensively. He still he has some range, and he, he takes much more threes than what Daniel Tice took. And he's definitely he's a better shooter. Probably score a little bit more, and he is bigger, so he could handle like a Bam out of bio. Let's say the Celtics play uh, the Heat again in the playoffs next year. I think uh, he, Bam kind of ran through him though in the first round. Bam's Bam's good. Bam is a top twenty-five player in basketball. Might even be say? underselling him. Top, like top right top now, 20? is he better than Russell Westbrook? Like. I'd, yeah, I'd say so. So, so you wouldn't make that move for Turner then? You don't think that's worthy? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I my problem with, with okay, my my problem with Miles Turner. If I drop the bit, like my 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 problem with Miles Turner is he is. He, I think he's good, but he's just one of those guys. It's like every fucking year he it's just every fucking year he's two years away from being two years away. Like he's a guy that you take in fantasy and you're like, no, this is the year. And it's just like kind of not like it just never is like he's yeah like I, I when is it gonna happen with this guy I don't know but I'm willing I'm willing to take a chance he's locked up on a cheap deal right and that's really what the Celtics are gonna have to do like they can't do they're gonna have to really rely on these cheap deals especially at center for the foreseeable future I would say um, because their money is kind of caught up with with the, with the Jays and Kemba. Moving on, I think we've done a good job talking about just kind of the, the center mess. The only other thing I could say is another guy that they could make a play for, not a starter, Harry Giles could be an option for the Celtics. They would have to trade. Not I would say, risk. and as Cantor, 
I know Adam despises Inez Cantor with a passion. And who we haven't even mentioned, like, if Inez Cantor is going to be still on the team next year. But Cantor could potentially be packaged with maybe that 26th and 30th pick. Maybe you get Harry Giles to just add some size. But, uh, hey, he did play with Jason Tatum. So there will be, uh, I guess, some familiarity. But I guess moving on, I want to just start with what is uh, – and I've been seeing a lot on Twitter – I don't know if you guys have because you guys probably you guys follow different people than I do, but um, we know Tatum and Brown obviously are on this team for the foreseeable future. But and, and we, we we mentioned Gordon Hayward. Are you guys worried at all about Kemba Walker throughout his throughout this contract? Yes. Uh, and yes. and Marcus Smart. No, never. Okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I've been on record. Say, I've I've been on record saying this a million times. I'd rather I'd rather never win the goddamn finals than ever get rid of than ever get rid of Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart could stay on this team until the day he dies. I agree. I love him and I trust him. Wasn't that the Wasn't that what uh, what Brad Stevens said? Correct. Yeah. All right. Here's why I'm scared about Kemba because <laughs> he's um, I don't know an ant's eyelash over six feet tall and he's thirty and the history like I don't it's it's well documented like guards are six feet tall players post 30 tend to fall off a cliff like, like chris paul's the ex- chris paul's the exception how tall is kyle lowry six one yeah no he's a he's good but they're much different players kyle lowry got a dump truck ass and he takes charges <laughs> lowry just grifts you to death and he's gritty like kemba's a finesse like kemba like the way kemba like goes to like the hoop and stuff but it's, it's like isaiah thomas like it's just it's unsustainable and you know, you saw it too uh, defensively. I thought his defense was better in the regular season, and I thought it was a tad it was a tad overblown. Maybe when he was in Charlotte, because there, he, he was just play, he just played with nobody. So obviously, you know, maybe his his defensive radiance. You know, he looked better when he was kind of with the Celtics because they had a better team defense. But I just thought he had trouble def- on defense in in the conference finals and. You know, they kind of, and you saw in the playoffs, especially in the Raptors series, where, like, Nick Nurse used the box and one on him. Um, and then he didn't... They sh- love that, though. They did it to Steph last year. Nick, yeah. Nurse, Nick Nurse loves the box and one. And his shooting numbers, because didn't he shoot, like, 31% from three? You know, his efficiency was very, very low in the playoffs. Aside, and to be honest here, aside from that first round series against the Sixers and, like, maybe the first game or two against the Raptors... Walker was probably their fourth best player, if we're being nice, in the playoffs. I'm going to keep it the biggest stack with you guys. The second best player, and, and like, well, Tatum was the runaway best player. Jalen? No, the Jaylen? second best player by far was Smart. Really? I'm surprised. I, would, I, I definitely agree with that. Definitely hard to agree with that. Man, I would I would have said Brown. I know most Celtics fans love him. I love the hell out of Marcus Smart. I, don't, I think he's an irreplaceable player. You can't get rid of him, but... Moving forward, I think Smart was kind of, he kind of tried to do too much, I think, in that conference finals against the Heat. I think it showed, like, Smart just jacked up way too many threes early in the offense, and I think he kind of wanted to be, there were some people that were saying he was kind of too big for his britches, I don't know if you know that, Sam, but I thought he was trying to do too yeah. much. Marcus Smart experience, though, it's like the like the Instagram model quote thing, like, I get the Mar- Marilyn Monroe, if, like, if you're gonna, if you want Smart with the gritty defense and, like, the just, like, insane random shooting nights and, like, the taking charges and grifting calls, like, you just have to accept that sometimes he's going to miss 11 threes. Like, it's, it's part of it. 
it's it's part of of having him. It's non-negotiable. I do think if and this is something down the road, and I'll ask you guys this: not not smart in general, but back to just back to Kimball Walker because it was on my mind at the beginning of the podcast, but then I kind of I remembered it. What, do you think at some point? In this contract that Kemba Walker is in, do you think he could possibly be traded? Like after next year or beyond? Let me see. Like let me let me just man, if we traded Kemba after after the Isaiah Thomas thing, and then now we get Kemba and we trade him like to upgrade, like that might be the nail in the coffin for free agents in Boston. We're already like I know like well, it's overblown that we don't get free agents. Like we got, we got an all, we got an all star free agent. Like you know, three years in a row, we yeah. got Warford, we got Gordon, we got um, Kemba. Cool, that's all. You know, that's all cool. But like, I mean, after yeah, just like with all like, if we trade Gordon right, and then like in like a year and a half we move him to like, I mean, and we traded Al right? Or, no, we didn't. No, we didn't trade Al. Al just out. Just didn't resign or whatever, but like, god damn it, man! If we if we do that too, like, we lose so much trust with the players because like this is Kemba's first run, and to be like, oh, thanks for the memories, dude! Like, thanks for teaching the young guys for a year, but bye. Like, I don't know, maybe I'm kind of old school, where like I kind of like the idea of like sticking with it. Like, I, I don't really like retooling every year. Like, I love, you know what? They're not even a good team, but I love the I love the Trailblazers. Like I love them trotting out CJ and Dame every year. Like they're going to fucking war for Portland. I mean, who knows? Maybe they, they might. They'll probably never win anything. But like they tried, and like, they're going to get statues. Yeah, I just don't see. I don't see a trade where we send Kem and get anything back that really helps us. What about Drew Holiday? And this is like next year. Like I'm, I don't think they're going to trade Kemba at all after this off nah. season, this off season. I think I'd rather have Kemba than Drew Holiday. Call me a homer, but I think I really Drew have Holiday, world's better defender than Kemba Walker. And I think Holiday will, if he's in the role that he's in, and this is obviously if Tatum, if Tatum and Brown continue to elevate their game and Tatum's like a top five player, top ten player, and Brown is close there, close behind him, I don't think the Celtics need another scoring guard who just can't play defense. I think the Celtics would realistically maybe have a point guard that can that plays much better defense and kind of facilitate. And, well, I mean, th- that's kind of what Kemba's done his first year. But plus, Holiday's a little bit Holiday's a little bit bigger, too. I don't know. Like, I-, I think Kemba's good for this team right now, but I'm just worried about that long-term, like, year four. Kemba's going to be 33. You know, is he still going to be an all-star type player? That's why you trade up in this draft and you get yourself Killian Hayes. He's going to be a stud. I'm, I'm sticking by that. LaMelo Ball? No, no. <laughs> I don't want any of the ball brothers near my freaking team. No, we're gonna make just imagining Lavar Ball coming to the, the stadium demanding Brad Stevens be fired so we can hire I mean, him. I don't mind like near the team. I don't mind if Leandro wants to catch a game at the Garden. It's okay. He can come in the Garden, but he's not stepping foot on the parquet. That's where we draw the line. <laughs> um, okay, I'm glad that you guys had some interesting ideas about Kimba Walker and moving like his future. But uh, really, only other thing that was on my mind is we'll start with just what your thoughts on brad stevens was this year and then after that we'll kind of end it with just like letter grades of how you oh yes so okay i was hoping you were gonna say that because buddy i got opinions about brad yeah go for it i i'll give you mine but i'll wait for you to to give your opinion on him um brad (laughs) see you at the crossroads pal you're treading water a very unpopular take uh i don't say it much because people they yell at me, you know? They, they yell at me for it. Brad, okay, I'm oversimplifying it. Brad isn't bad. 
He's I like, just kind of feel like like the one thing that drives me up the wall is just like, sure, I don't think he needs to go out there and be like, oh, Tatum sucked tonight. Like, yeah, don't do that. But Tatum, I mean, Brad just always gives me the impression that he's like the that dog sitting in like that that burning bar and like this is fine. <laughs> Brad just always like, yeah, we got to play better, but like we'll be good. And it's like, oh my god, dude! Like, like no, he's like he's great at X's and O's. Like, man, you know what would be great is if he had his mind for basketball, but had like Doc's personality. Like, his personality just isn't there. Like, he doesn't know, like, I don't think they, I think they listen to him, like, oh, like, run this play, but, like, I don't think he's, like, particularly, like, a great, like, rally the troops guy. No. In the t- oh, I mean, this is overblown, but the timeout things, and the rot- his rotations, like, why is Tatum playing, why was Tatum only playing 34 minutes a night? Like, I, he's 23. Get t- Tatum's playing, Tatum should be playing 40. He's only 19, though. He's only 19. Well, then great. He's been playing 46 then. I think Stevens... Why was Semi touching the court in a conference finals game? Exactly. I think Stevens... Once Hayward went out, the big thing was, oh, you know, once he get, once he comes back, uh, you know, the bench is going to be more consolidated. You're not going to use a lot of guys. But it just seems like Brad, really, in that conference finals, because it, it didn't matter against the Sixers, okay? The Sixers just stunk it up. Uh and you sh- a little bit when they had in the Raptors series, Brad just couldn't get out of his way of playing semi Oja like 10 minutes a game. He couldn't get out of his way of playing Brad Wanamaker like 25 minutes. And he only played Grant Williams one minute, right, in that game six. His, his minutes fluctuation, I think, for the bench is just not is not good. And nope. I'm I'm pretty close to you, Sean. I think Brad, we can probably definitely say he's a top five, top six coach in the game right now. No, but yeah, sure. When you watch that series against the Heat, Spolster coach circles around him. He's the be- you can make an argument. Oh, he is probably he, he's a Hall of Fame coach, and he's probably the best coach in the game. So I guess that is kind of an unfair comparison, but, and this is what I'm also going to get to, well, it'll be something going forward is, is Stevens also going to be the right coach for the Celtics when Brown and Tatum are sitting in their prime? Is he also going to be the right coach? Because I've heard a lot of people on Twitter, a lot of people that I know that follow the Celtics that say Brad is a floor raiser, not a ceiling raiser. Definitely a floor raiser because, like, he's taken any team yeah, to yeah. the playoffs. Like, yeah, it's basically it's like the the old it's the old Chris Paul versus Stephen Curry debate. Like, Chris Paul, like you you pick any any rec team from the Y and you give them Chris Paul, like they'll win forty games. But like like Chris like Chris Paul will like any team just makes them that much better from the ground up. But then like Steph, like you know, I, with the right like with the okay team, they'll be fine. But like with the right pieces, Steph is transcendent. So it's like. Like, do we just like keep the guy we know, Brad? But I mean, there's the famous Larry Bird quote that I keep on. It's been ringing in my head the past few days. Is when Larry Bird was coach of the um, the Pacers. They went to the conference finals like twice, and then went to the finals and lost. And then he retired, and they were like, "Why would you retire? Like you just won Coach of the Year, and you went to the finals." And he was like, "Oh, he's like, he's like, because after after three years, if you don't win, like the guy, like you lose the locker room." He's like, "No one, no one, no one listens to like." After three years, the team starts tuning you out. And he's like, and I just know that. He's like, that's what, like, that's what happened when I was playing. Like, you start tuning them out when you start hearing the same shit every day. So it's like, oh, man, like, so how much more time before, like, is this going to be, like, five years from now? And, like, Brad's just still telling them the same things. And, like, Jason, and what if Jason and Jalen are saying, man, like, fuck this. Yeah. Like, you, hear, me, hear me out. Hear me out. People said the same exact thing about Andy Reid. Completely different sports. But people said the same thing about Andy Reid. Yeah, I'm a they a 
I mean, that fell into his lap. Come on. Jason Tatum fell into Brad Stevens' lap. I think it's two different comparisons because you're looking at Stevens. Stevens has only coached literally professional basketball for seven years, and he's 43. Reed, yeah. even before Mahomes, had still what? He won the Super Bowl this year in his 22nd year. So before Mahomes, he had, what, 19 years of coaching experience? Yeah. Uh, I think it's a little early for Brad. I, I think, I think you, got, you got to give him time. I think the, I mean, the comparison... Not that he'll win around 10 years, but... I would say the comparison is more... like I think if you want to make a comparison between Brad and Andy Reid, I would say it's more Brad is kind of doing what Andy Reid did with the Eagles. When the they Eagles, made yeah. Oh, Brad feels like, to me, is like Jason Garrett. Is Jason Garrett made a conference ch- championship with the Cowboys? Garrett, yeah. No, but that's because the Cowboys are ass. But, like, no. you know, he's been there. I mean, he's, they've had good years. Maybe not Jason Garrett. Uh, I don't want to be too know. I was almost, I was going to be really disrespectful and say the Falcons coach, but that's Dan unfair. Quinn. There we go. Yeah, yeah. No, not that. <laughs> I mean, I just don't see a replacement. Remember, that three, remember three years when people were saying we were the Spurs of the East and like he was the next pop. Like that, they crowned him too early. Come on, the next. Yeah, bit, bit, bit too early. What yeah, was that tweet that I said? Mean, what would you rather have, Giannis Antetokounmpo or Brad uh, Stevens? Would you, yeah, like if, <laughs> oh yeah, the Chris Mannix thing where he <laughs> drafted, like he did like a. Forty player draft and he's like, well, I take Brad Stevens like twenty second. <laughs> oh great, yeah, you take Brad Stevens over like ten all stars. Yeah. Um, what would be your breaking point for Brad? Like, when when would it be like? Okay, we gotta get rid of. Him. If Samuel Ujoli ever touches the floor in a playoff game again, and it's not as a human victory cigar, like if it's not like we're just winning by forty and like they put him out there so that way Tatum can sit down and drink some Gatorade, then I'm driving to the bubble wherever the bubble is next year, or I'm driving to the garden. And I'm picking Brad up, and I'm packing his bags, and I'm bringing him to Logan. I would, I would say the second he loses the locker room, then then he's gone. But oh, no, if, if yeah, turns if, on if Semi's there, if Semi's if Semi's there, and he's still playing, he's still for whatever fucking reason trusting him. Then yeah, I'm, no. If if Smart, if I'd, I'd lose my shit. On him, then, we, then we're turning on Brad with the quickness. I think we're all in agreement that Tatum and Brown are obviously heading towards really just elite, especially Tatum, like elite basketball. If if Tatum and Brown are 27 and 26 respectively so we're looking at like three or four years out and they still have a very good team that's still being a top three top four team top two team and they still by year 11 of brad stevens hasn't reached the finals would you pull the plug i mean how many coaches have ever it'd be like it'd be like him and marvin lewis would be having a job that long without making the without making the finals so, is there any coach? In, like, is it Doc? Is Doc like the longest tenured coach? Like with the with, well, I guess like with the Clippers. No, because even no, it can't be that. Is that it? Like well, the longest the, tenured coach in one team that hasn't made the finals? Well, I mean, hell, Doc didn't even make the conference finals with the Clippers. Yeah, that's abs- yeah. Okay, yeah, that, that might that might have to be the answer. I don't know. Year eleven, year eleven, no finals with Jason Tatum. Like it might be. T- that's the thing. I think Brad is like. I I don't want anyone who listens to this to come away from this thinking that, like, I think Brad sucks. Like, no, Brad's an amazing coach, but, but like, he needs to get back. I just think that, like, the boy genius wonderkind shit, like, needs to stop. Like, he didn't solve basketball. I mean, if, if he's not, if he's not breaking his own next year, I might lose my fucking shit. 
I think kind of the zone was a little overblown. Um, now, granted, they didn't really figure it out until, what, later on in the series? But, I mean, some of it does fall on the players about not breaking the zone down. You know, it, Brad literally didn't tell them to, like, turn the ball over 19 times against the zone. I will say, though, that some of these adjustments that you saw at Spolstra throw at the Celtics and Nick Nurse throw at the Celtics. I thought Brad, just from a adjusting throughout the game, I thought he was a little bit slower than he could have been. Like I thought he should have been quicker reacting to some of these changes defensively. But one thing that does give me hope about the Celtics, sorry, just at Brad Stevens, is I think really early on in his career, really actually hell, his whole career, Brad Stevens has been a pretty damn good defensive coach. Like, and they yeah, had Jared Sullinger. They were a what? I, I think the second put, jumper in the league. They had a damn good defense with Jared Sullinger starting. And really, up until outside of that one year, they had MVP type performance from Isaiah in 2017. His offenses weren't the greatest. They were kind of an above average offense. But this year. It was a completely different story. Their offense and defense were both top five in the NBA. That is one thing I'll say to keep an eye on is this offense with the way it's constructed, especially, I guess, if they keep Hayward, um, Brad can get that offense to an even better efficiency um, for next year. So that that's my hope, but it's tough. Like, I think I think Stevens is a good – he's a very good coach, but – I don't think you should say fire him because I don't think you can fire a coach after three conference finals in four years, but his seat will be hot if they can't make a finals in the next couple of years, especially if like the talent continues to get better. But uh, to kind of end this podcast, I just want to get your thoughts on grades for in- each individual player. So, and some players we really won't. No, I, 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 we can go through the whole roster. That's fine. I mean, we don't get to say much. That's fine with me. Cause I got, I got some grades. There's some there's some players that I think we can kind of put a non like an NA for because you really can't give them an honest grade because they either didn't play a lot of games or there just wasn't much on them. So okay, we'll start with uh, he's only 19. Uh, somehow somehow he wasn't ahead of Pasco Siakam on the All NBA team, and that's Jason Tatum. Uh, a plus, a plus, a plus. I would have to. Absolutely, like, top, top was, ten player in the game right now. I don't care. I would say I'd say a minus, and just because I think you saw though the Jason Tatum's leaps that he's like he his improvements that he's made throughout his career in only three years has been extraordinary. Like he was getting double teams sent to him in the Lakers. You know when he had that forty one point game against the Lakers. And he was able to respond to that really quickly. I think his, especially in the playoffs this year, his passing ability reached another level. Um, and he averaged 25, I think 25, 7, and 5 this year in the playoffs. It might have been, it might have been a oh, little. It was 25, 10, and 5. And 20, it was 27, 10, okay. and 5. Yeah, I, I knew it wasn't exactly. He, he I gets I, points. I knew, I, I, knew I wasn't. Carmelo. He's Carmelo with defense. Tatum's defense has been fantastic. Tatum's defense is Carmelo with defense. Right. I was just adding his defense is taking on a level that I didn't think was going to be there by his third year. Like it's been really, it's been elite almost. Um, Mm -hmm, Absolutely. I mean, do you like how many forwards made all NBA at like 22 and and younger, 22 and younger? It's like Kevin Durant, LeBron, like it's, it's a short, it's a very short way. Yeah, pro- yeah. Duncan or is he already older by then? Well, uh, Duncan was like a 22 year old rookie 
fight. Yeah, he, he, he stayed at Wake Forest a little bit, didn't he? he, he gra- well, he graduated. He made the promise to his mother that he would graduate. I remember. That. I knew that. Um, uh, either way, that like, there's no one. Every single person on the list is all. Like, it's, it's all. It's all. Actually, this is my favorite part. All the forwards that do it before 22. It's all Hall of Famers and Latrell Sprewell. So I guess we could. Maybe he's, who knows? Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Tatum is strangling Brad Wanamaker like PJ Carlissimo in, in five years. I don't know. <laughs> you say Latrell? Who? Who is this? Latrell? What? Latrell Sprewell. Uh, he was on the Knicks in the '90s. He was on the Knicks and uh, the Warriors in the '90s. He was first team All NBA uh, his second year in the league. Yeah. It was the year when um, when Jordan was out. So like there was like he was like a two slash three, and Jordan retired to play baseball. So they were just like threw their hands up, and there was just no like other. There's just no other wing like that existed. Very odd, very odd selection. They got a little cute with it. That, um, that's a name yeah, that a I plus, didn't know. A plus is the okay, Adam, would you say A plus, A minus, or would you like everything? Adam's gonna give him a C? I bet. I'm I'm gonna give him. An F, just because he's from St. Louis, and St. Louis is garbage. No, I'm just kidding. I'd say probably A+. Okay. He, made, he made the jumps that he needed to make. His playmaking What's the improvement? looked one, wonderful in the playoffs. I think, I think if, he, if he keeps developing that, his, his ceiling is where's, ridiculous. Yeah, where is is the playmaking the stuff that he needs to improve on, or is it just I, – I would say he needs to do better at, I would say, finishing – I think that was and his he tried to implement a floater like at times in the playoffs and that was very inconsistent. Uh, yeah, I'd, ra- I'd rather he just finish at the rim than, than but, try to throw up a floor. You're, you're not going to get. I think he's he has 40, 50, 90 potential. He did a much yes. better job this year of taking. I mean, he still does it occasionally. He did a much better job with taking that crappy freaking 15, 16 footer out of his out of his shot profile. So he took a lot more threes this year, and he's a deadly sidestep three. Like that, that sidestep three that he took a lot this year. Like especially, like especially in that game that he went off against Portland. Just that, that's an arsenal that if he he's developing that at twenty two, yeesh! Like that's insane. He still has. If he start drawing more contact, yeah. get more foul calls. It's over. Right. He near doubled his three attempts this year. Which was really nice. He went from what, like three, three and a half to seven, and he still needs get up to nine. I don't even care. Yeah, get, get, dude, get up to nine. Him pack. Let him take thirteen. I don't care. And he has the ability to. He's a. He's also a tough shot maker. Like he will take, and that's and that was weird. Like he'll sometimes make a lot of threes that you just. He'll make a lot of these threes, and he's just have 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 guys that are six seven, six six in his grill. But his ability just to shoot over them is phenomenal. I'm pretty sure if you take out that, uh, remember the first game of the season when he shot like one for twenty. Um, if you take out that game and then that other game where he shot like, oh god, I don't even want to like one for what like one for eighteen against the Spurs mm-hmm. a few weeks later. If you just if, if those two games just didn't exist, I feel like he <laughs> he joined the fifty fifty ninety club. <laughs> those two games were were just outlier. Like his shooting percentages like aren't because like he just like ninety percent of the nights he's shooting really great. It's just every couple weeks he has a one for 18 which is unacceptable but it's fine and i think that that next step we are nitpicking here but and no, this, is, this is this just comes with getting better throughout the playoffs and i think that was kind of a reason why i thought you know we might have i think a big reason why the celtics just kind of lost that series against the heat especially in crunch time i don't think tatum was great in crunch time in that series was just, and I think that just comes with experience is getting better 
with the play, getting better, playing in these tough moments as the number one guy in the playoffs. I just think, and I mean, just getting better in the crunch time and just being, I would say, consistent throughout the game. Like, I think, what was it, game five? No, game four they lost. You know, Tatum scored 28 in the second half. He had zero in the first half. Yeah, that was crazy. That is, he. I mean, he was absolutely unguardable in the, in the second half, but in the first half, he was absolutely, I mean, he was 0 for 6, I think he was. Very, very unengaged. I think that's just, just the, the next step for him is just to be consistent throughout four quarters, especially like in a, in a high-profile playoff game. But um, moving on from Tatum, we are going to uh, Jalen Brown. I would say Jalen made a lot of criticism was made about Jalen's contract uh, last offseason. Looks um, like a fucking steal now. He's looking very, very good. Um, Jalen's he wasn't an all star this year, but I think you could have made an argument that he had a he had a good chance to be an all star, but um I'd say all star is probably in his future. Adam, I know had a lot of had a lot of nice things to say when I last talked to him back in January about how his handle improved. His mm-hmm. offensive game was much more there was a much more variance in his game. Like I think the Jalen that you saw in the first two uh, first two years was just kind of like a very raw athletic guy that felt like he could just doesn't didn't matter who he was. He just could he felt like he could just yam on every single player and sometimes it didn't work it backfired but i thought his offensive from probably the biggest surprise to me just maybe maybe it was because he cut his hair maybe it was the haircut but jalen just did a much he, he just felt more in rhythm and, and he was still a very efficient player and that's why i was saying like i thought you could have made the argument for him being the second best player in the playoffs for boston this year he was efficient and he came when they needed him to perform in the playoffs he he delivered so with the whole Jalen's whole body of work, I'd probably give him a B plus. Yeah, somewhere he's in the B range. It's not quite an A, but he's definitely. Um, yeah, B plus is cool. I would, I'd give him a, I'd give him an A. I'll be nice to him. Okay, he improved in the areas he needed to improve. He's shown that he can be the future, um, you know, two star next to Tatum. If he just improves his off ball deed, then I think. I think we're set. I think yeah. I think we'll, he'll be oh, the perfect uh, guy next to Tatum for years to come. But uh, yeah, I'd, I'd give him an A. Brad, if Brad Stevens, if you're listening to this, buddy, I think Brad Stevens could. Man, I don't know. Like, I think Brad used him more as like a guy in the playoffs, as like, oh, just stand in the corner and just catch threes for us, and, and instead of like moving him around in different spots of the court. And I think that's where Jalen, if he next year. If Brown is just used in different spots, like around and as an as on the offensive end, I think that's really when he'll thrive. But I saw some tweets out there that said, like, I don't know, if, I forgot the I forgot the guy's name, but he has he has like a history of like these weird like controversial Celtics tweets. But he said something like, "The gap between Tatum and Brown is closer than you think." Would you say it's Yeah, no, he's to... absolutely wrong. Absolutely really? wrong. Literally, it's like I... Jason Maple or Mabel yeah, or something. Yeah. He had, like, some tweet about... He has, like, all these controversies. I mean, it's not really that close, but, like, it's also... Like, that's not really a knock to... That's not really, like, a knock to Jalen to me. Like, like it's, it's really hard to be close to a guy that's probably going to be top five. But, like, I still think Jalen... Jalen's, Jalen's amazing. Jalen's going to be an all-star. I'm not worried about that. 
Okay. All right, we'll go down the line with uh, Kemba Walker. Uh, I'm given with his first year. C plus. C plus. Okay. He was hurt. I mean, it's not his fault, but he was hurt. Uh, and like you said, you brought up a good point earlier. Like he, he just he was helpless at the box and one. He's he's just so small, dude. Like. Ainge has a fascination with tiny guards. <laughs> I, I mean, it works once. What wrong? He 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 subscribes to the if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like it worked with Rondo, and he never looked back. Avery Bradley, Shane Locken, baby. Yeah, Avery Bradley. Ky- Kyrie's six two. I'd say for the for the regular season, I'm giving him like an A. For the postseason, that's yeah, I'm giving him like a C plus. He he managed to let. Tatum do his thing. He let him grow as a star, whereas Kyrie, you know, wasn't letting Tatum do his thing. He wouldn't let him grow. So I think putting that in perspective and then the, just making the team's chemistry so much better, I'm giving him an A for the regular season. A? I beg your pardon? Yes. For the regular season? Absolutely. He, he, was, he, he missed half. He, he, a for all I'm still, I'm still, Which is what he was. For the regular season, I'm giving him an A. And there's nothing changing my mind on that. But playoffs, C plus. Yeah, I'm giving him C plus for the playoffs. Okay, I'm right. glad. I'm glad you weren't as high on him in the playoffs as as what might pe- what what some people could could uh, I guess suggest. So, so you, Sean, you have C plus. So, what is that average to for for you, Adam? What B plus? B? Yeah, B. B? Okay. Yeah, I'll, give him, I'll give him a B for the whole year as a whole. I don't know. He, he came in and he filled shoes that a lot of people thought he couldn't. And they were like, oh, the Southern's going to get worse. And we just end up getting better with him. So. Yeah. And. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give him an A for the, for the regular season. You I don't know what? That, is Kemba, that out of take. Kemba, is Kemba a. I'm going to throw it out here. Is Kemba. Was he. No, I want to retract my statement. I forgot about that. And um, that matters to me, actually. I'm move. I'm bumping him up. He's getting a, a, a B because I do think that him not being a fucking asshole who like <laughs> thinks that like the moon landing is flat or whatever the hell Kyrie spouts. I think that mattered, and I think that Jalen and Tatum took their leap because they actually liked. They could actually stand the guy, which matters. So B. All right. Is Kemba Walker ever like? I feel like he's always he always has a smile on his face. He's like the- I don't think he's ever harmed a fly. He's like the Chester, what the, the the cat in Alice in Wonderland, always smiling. <laughs> He's the Blink One Eighty Two album, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna go too into detail. I'll I'll just say B plus. That's all I'll say. B plus for Kemba. We will go with Marcus Smart. I guess is what you would. I guess that's how Sean would pronounce his name because he has an accent. Um, I don't Marcus Smart. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't sound like anything. To, I, it doesn't sound like to me. I don't know. Marcus Smart. Adam, doesn't it sound like like it's the R is an H? Yeah, it just sounds like how my grandma would say it. To me, though, like I like I, I'm hearing the R, like I'm hearing it. Marcus Smart. Okay, that's yeah, that's okay. Ma, yeah, yeah, I hear, I hear it. But uh, I'm giving, I'm giving Marcus. Oh gosh, I don't know. First team all defense, improved his shooting, A minus. I, I think, I think I gotta agree. I think. I think Marcus still might have a leap left in him. I think he can take that Kyle Lowry like late career leap. That's where he's like exactly a really what, good. That's what I was what? going to say. That's what I was going to go. Okay. Um, so would you say A? Yeah, I'll, I'll go A. 
Okay. B minus around um, there. You know, Kyle Lowry very and Kyle Lowry's kind of broken the mold. I think you know Sean mentioned how some point guards that are six one, six foot, kind of with that range, tail off they, once they hit thirty one or thirty two. But Kyle Lowry and his thick and his thick ass. Uh, has really elevated his game, and obviously he was a good it, player until he was twenty eight. Like it's it's fascinating. Yeah, actually, he was not a good player when he was with Memphis, and then the Raptors. I mean, he was what for like I think a year or half a season with Houston, but anyway, oh, like, he was in Houston for like three years. Three years four, was it? Years, yeah. yeah, like three or four years. Okay. But no one just remembers because who was? I mean, oh God, I mean. Those Houston teams. Who was he? Who was he sitting? He did. He wasn't starting there. So he must have been behind. Like Kevin him. Martin was with him, and uh, he was probably, he was probably uh, behind Aaron Brooks Ray, on the Ray for Alston. Aaron Brooks, yes. Ray for Alston. Yeah, uh, Shane Battier was there. Like he wasn't important, right? But you know, the Raptors have obviously revolutionized his career. He's gonna probably get a uh, might might get a statue in Toronto. Could potentially, uh, but you know, yeah, Lowry no. when Lowry at tw- Marcus Smart's twenty six, and Lowry when he was about twenty six or twenty seven, took that next step to being like a fifteen points per game scorer, and Smart yeah, averaged even. Smart averaged twelve this year, which is career high for him. From a scoring perspective, I think Smart can give you a little bit more, like a fourteen points. I don't know if Smart's ever going to be like. A seventeen points per game guy. I don't think Lowry, Lowry did twenty two like two like twice. Right? Was that, did that happen when he was with DeRozan? Yeah, the year that they were the one seed, he did like I don't know. I want to say like twenty two five and seven. Kyle, yep, twenty sixteen. He put up twenty two points for he averaged twenty two a game. Then twenty fifteen twenty one points per game. So yep, and uh, yeah, he really when he was in two thousand nine. To 2010, that was when he made that leap from nine to 13 points per game, which is kind of like you know what, we've, what, what we've seen with Marcus, what we've seen from Marcus Smart. Um, exactly. I wouldn't. Uh, I'm giving Marcus Smart a B plus. Like I still think Smart, right. Smart. I love the guy defensively. He's amazing. I just the only reason why I wouldn't put him as an A minus is uh, I think he was a little bit of a reason why the Celtics lost. Against the Heat, no, that's that's completely fair. I get it. Um, all right, moving on to uh, Gamer Gordon. We got... Oh man, C minus. Maga Hayward. No, yeah. <laughs> to C-minus. be honest, dude, all Gordon does is just he does three things. He games. He gets plays, hurt. And he, he has kids. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Like what a life. Yeah. League of Legends. If you took regular season Hayward, I would regular season Hayward when he wasn't injured, I would say he's a B plus. But if you factor in all of what happened with the injuries, and I don't think he was as I think he could have put in a little bit better performance in the playoffs for what that four games that he played, three games. I think that hurt him. So you said, what do you say, C plus? I'll say C plus too. I uh, see minus for me, but oh, okay, okay. Adam, Adam, I will give him. I'll give him a C plus only because he was averaging seventeen six and four, and I mean when he's healthy he's great, but we just cannot depend on him to be healthy. So I'll give him a C plus. Okay. Stash Gordon C plus. All right. Um, I'm on it. So I'm, I'm gonna disconclude. I'm not gonna count Romeo Langford. 
I'm not going to count. Uh, Can I just say that Grant? I want to give Grant a B. A B minus. Okay. I just want to. I just. Grant I want to throw that out there. Grant Williams. I'll give him an A plus just for being cute. He is adorable. Just that smile. What a great man. Grant, and he gave me a shout out uh, before the season started. So that was pretty sick. Will Grant Williams ever have any? It feels like he just has that baby face. Yeah, he's he's a he's a very cute dude. So a you get so a a just for cuteness or a be, really because he of his performance also. He blocked Fred Van Vliet, didn't he, in Game Seven? That's an A. <laughs> okay. No, I'm just kidding. I tell you, his play, yeah, definitely like a B. I, I think he's going to be a great rotational player next year. I think he has PJ Tucker, Marcus Smart vibes. Yeah. I think he's going to be great. Yeah. Grant's the type of player where you got to really, similar to Marcus Smart, you kind of have to watch, like, when, when he's not playing one minute in the Eastern Conference Finals, when he actually plays, you know, more minutes, uh, you actually got to watch him play and just see, especially defensively, like, his defensive acumen is really ahead of what most rookies are. But I think, I, I'll give credit, you know, that also, I think, helps because he was there for col- he was he was there in college for four years. And I don't know... If Grant was only a one or two year player in college, I don't know if we would have seen like the defensive versatility that early from him. So I'm not gonna give him a B. I think a B is, in my opinion, too high. I think he needs. I think just. I don't think Grant's ever gonna be like a high scoring 14 points point guy. But no, he's a he's a dirty work guy. He's a he could be a, he could be. Uh, a nice, a nice version of Shane Battier. He's a blue collar guy. You need those blue collar. Lunch pail guy, first guy in Jim Rat. Yeah, shemmy but good. <laughs> exactly, shemmy with grifting, real grifting powers. Um, I'll say C, a C. Um, I said I'm not counting Romeo Langford because he played like um, like five games. Okay, that's not true, but he didn't play a lot, so I'm not gonna have. I'm not gonna use him. Uh, I'm not counting Taco Fall. Not, not counting those guys. So let's go with Tice. Tice. B. 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 Okay. I mean, I feel like we're being really nice. Well, I feel like I'm, you know, but like this team was really good. Like it sounds like we're giving them a bunch of high grades, but I don't know. B. I'll go. I'll, I think B is pretty accurate. You know, Celtics. Yeah. Hor- Horford. After the Horford scenario, the Celtics really didn't have much flexibility of what to do in the front court. So Ainge was like, "All right, you know, we'll, we'll give Danny Ainge, a, sorry, we'll give Daniel Tyson a two-year deal uh, to see if it'll stick." And Tyson handled the starting role very well, I better than advertised, I thought. And to be honest with you, Daniel Tyson gave him. I would argue Daniel Tyson was. Gave him a very Al Horford-like season this year. Would you agree? I mean, he was better than Al Horford this year, I thought. Oh, absolutely. Al dog shit. <laughs> um, and Al Horford, who the hell knows? I mean, who, who, who knows if he'll stay with the Sixers or maybe he's traded somewhere else. But, yeah, I would say B is good for, for Tice. Adam, would you say B? Did you say B? Yeah, I, I, yeah B. I think that's fair. Okay. Okay, let's go Brad... Uh, wanna 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 make her as he goes by the plumber on Weird Celtics Twitter. Uh, uh God, yeah, wanna maker. Do you say D? Yeah, 
yeah, it's not enough because he led the league in free throw percentage. That was nice of him. Okay, I'll get okay. D plus, man. Okay, uh, Wanamaker's a, probably a C, like C minus, yeah. C minus for C minus for Wanamaker. As a birthday, as a birthday twin, I hate to do it, but like, yeah, I'm saying D plus, C minus. Man, nothing. He was that. serviceable. No. I love him. Great guy. Cool story. Led the league in free throws shooting, but uh. Who does Gary? Yeah, I'd, ra- I'd rather I'd rather get get a, a point guard in this draft and have him be our backup rather than go through another year. Brad Wanamaker, oldest guy in the league on the team. Uh, we're gonna just assume semi is an F for everybody. So sorry, semi, we're not gonna count you. Um, um, Roman real Langford- quick, the oldest guy on the team. It's it's still it's it's utterly shocking. Um, you know the video of Kemba hitting the. The step back thing to win in March Madness, yeah, against Pittsburgh. That was over Wanamaker. Yeah, Wanamaker being in that shot <laughs> is like you know, like when you like find out something that just like blows your mind about time perception. Like that tweet that went viral last year about how like <laughs> I don't know, like Pablo Picasso died in like the fucking seventies, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I thought Pablo Picasso died in like fifteen twenty. But, like, no, he he was alive for, like, the Vietnam War. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Brad Wanamaker, you know, it's his second year in the league, but he's 40. I forgot about that. <laughs> like, Brad Wanamaker being there doesn't make sense in my head. The math isn't mathing. No, it, it doesn't make any sense. But uh, just wanted to see that. So, Brad, I mean, good for Brad. You know what? I might even give Brad a C- just for making the league at 30. Yeah. It's kind of that's that's kind of cool. He, he grinded his way overseas for years to finally okay. get playing the Celtics. Um, really? I'd right. be fine with him coming back if he was our third guard and we we brought in another person. Like if, if Brad was our safety valve mm. in, in case like Kemba got know, hurt or man. some shit. I think Wanamaker is pretty much done. I, I don't think there's really much room for the Celtics. I don't think he should be on the team. Period. Next year, but. It's, and they, and this is another dude. They better hit that 14th pick if they keep him. Like, so if they keep Wanamaker at all, that 14th pick or whoever they get in the draft, you know who we're taking. Someone I'd be very happy about your boy Tyrese Maxey from Kentucky. I'd buy the I'd buy that jersey. I'd buy tw- the jersey in every single color. <laughs> we haven't had a Kentucky guy in a long time. Okay, is the last one Rondo? James no, Young. James Young. Young. Oh, Celtics, I forgot about it. The Celtics are young and smart, baby. They took when they took <laughs> James Young and and um, Smart in the same draft. The Celtics are young and smart. Taco, do you have anything to say? <laughs> is that, that a, was, is that an A for Brad Wanamaker? Wow. No, he, Cantor, no, he said. Uh, I give Cantor a G. Um, I said fuck Ennis Cantor. Oh. You do not, under any circumstances, have to hand it to Ennis Cantor. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, I agree. And then, you know, I just want to throw this one out there too. Carson, D minus. Carson's dies, A plus. Man, I, I love Carson too. I just, man, he just couldn't make a shot. Except it, unless it was in uh, Cleveland. Cleveland yeah. in the preseason. Uh, it, Edward is weird to me because the guy was just an absolute marksman at Purdue and. Uh, how Carson Edwards and Grant Williams do it off, I think, in the tournament last year or two years ago. Oh, yeah. Um, but 
Edwards, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like Edwards, Edwards is a freaking F, but uh, unless Edwards like can actually crack any, some, some, if he can play any type of minutes next year and just make some shots, I think he has somewhat of a future, but I still think Grant, uh, Carson Edwards could be a guy that just is going to be a, a, a what a G League player. Is allowed. Yeah, um, I'm more high on Tremont Waters than Carson Edwards, but um, I don't think there's really a substantial like a concrete grade for those guys. But uh, I, the only other player that's worth mentioning, I guess, would be uh, Time Lord. Uh, Time Lord. Could have a varying, uh, he might have a varying grade between us all because, uh, maybe just because you know a lot of times he spent not playing and that's another thing. Like we don't know Time Lord's long term health, but uh, I'm gonna probably give him like a C. Time Lord, uh, yeah, C C C minus that that general area. I'm I'm undecided. I I'd say I tend to see him next year. I can't I can't really give him a grade. Not applicable. He's hard to grade. Like you put yeah. on, like like teachers put on like uh, your grade card if like well, they put like N slash A. Brad Brad just needs to trust him. At least let him have some room to grow, and if he doesn't work out, get rid of him. But like I just want to see him out on the court, consistent minutes throughout a whole season. I can't go through having him play and not play and whatnot. But mm-hmm. if they yeah. think he's a rotation player, then give him some some legs to grow and some yeah. room to. To do something. Some legs to grow, some uh, so he can be like seven six. Because yeah, <laughs> dude, his his arms are freakishly long too. Like, and that's a thing that would be kind of upsetting if he can't like develop is just because the guy is just ridiculous. Like from a just a physical attribute standpoint, Celtics drafting him at twenty seventh with those with that frame and body is a steal. But you know. I think he was only a one and done, or only a two year player at A and M. So that kind of that also probably played a factor. He didn't play a lot, but uh, in college. But what's your grade for uh, Brad Dad Stevens? I would say he was better this year than he was in 2019 because I think B minus B minus. I think Stevens that was probably his worst coach. I'm being generous, but B minus. Okay, B minus. I'll say B, like. He was better than last year, just like I mentioned. But he has, I think his 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 flaws showed in the playoffs. So if we would give him an A, if we would, you give it, you give him an I'm A. I'm giving him an A. He was on pace for 50, 50 wins. He did better than last year. Made the locker room a lot better. We didn't have any blow ups, except for when Marcus Smart went off uh, after game two. Man, what what I'm giving a him an A. What a locker room site that could have been if we knew what was. Yes, if, if we I wish I saw that. That'd have been. I'd be a fly on the wall for that for sure. That would that would have been amazing. He didn't. Fortunately, he didn't break a picture frame. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, okay, so A, B minus, um, and B. All right. Other than I guess the only thing I would have to say is just other than other than your boy Tyrese Mack. Other than sorry, Sean's boy Tyrese Maxey. What's That's a lock- my only answer. No, you, you you won't accept anybody else at 14. 
Well, the thing is, I don't watch uh, any, like, it's like college. I, like, watch the NBA. Like, I'll watch random games, especially because I got Kentucky guys over the league. But, like, I don't watch, like, UNC games. I don't watch Iowa. I just watch Kentucky. So, like, I don't know shit about college basketball except Kentucky. That's fair. Like, I've, I've never tuned. I've never tuned into a Mizzou game, which probably hurts your guys' feelings. But well, I'm not. A, I, I don't turn into Mizzou games. They, <laughs> they're garbage. I'm a. I'm not a Missouri fan. In fact, I uh, Kansas fan. But uh, okay, yeah, Kansas. I mean, K- Kansas. Yeah, I Kansas doesn't really. Kansas has probably two draftable players: Devon Dotson and Yudoka Azubuike. But I don't think those two are going to go. Devon Dotson may. Devon Dotson potentially could be there at 30th. Like, if they get Devon, but that's obviously they don't trade their picks. Uh, Devon would be a nice get as, like, a third-string point guard. But other than that, probably no one for Kansas is going to be on the Celtics. Uh, I Ochai Abadji next year, Okay, Ochai, is it just because he went to your high school? 100%. And okay. he's going to be better than LeBron James. Like, <laughs> I guarantee it. Oak, Oak Park. It's time for us to, to take over the NBA. Exactly. It's time to it's time to rise. rise. Like Killian Hayes in this draft from France, he is gonna be nice. I, I need him on the team. They'd I would trade up. They'd, they'd have to trade up. Next year. Is Cade Cunningham next year? Oh yeah. Yeah. They would have to obviously trade up for this guy. Onyeko Kongu yeah. from USC has like a lot of comparisons to uh I know Sean's going to hate this, but he has a lot of Bam out of bio comparisons. Uh, but he's probably going to be like a top eight pick. So the Celtics probably won't be able to get him. Anything else you guys want to say before we close this off? Anybody you guys want to shout out to on Weird Celtics Twitter? I know, uh, Sean, you're more of a you're more part of the a Weird Celtics Twitter cult. Yeah, I mean, me, me and Adam, that's how I met Adam, actually. Yeah, we've... We've we've been in a few we've we've been in some chats together we've we've waxed poetic, uh, <laughs> no I mean yeah I mean just want to say like uh, well I guess I'd like to shout out my cousin because like I said I know you listen to Evan, um, and uh, all the all the people on the timeline all the all my uh, my all my sandwich fuckers out there you know. <laughs> what sandwich um, did you eat today? What did I eat today? Uh, sandwich turkey. With avocado, uh, cheddar, um, lettuce, and tomato with honey from Whole Foods. It was like thirteen dollars because Whole Foods is is ridiculous, but it was good. Jesus. I just, I just like every single day. I'm like, oh, I should stop eating bread because I'm getting fatter. But you know what, man? <laughs> but I, you get those Whole Foods for free, though. You get, you get that gift card. I mean, I'm, I'm really running. I'm really running loose on that uh, that gift card. That that thing is dwindling. What was it at? Like two hundred? It was a hundred bucks, but a hundred? Oh, how long is that? Like, when did you get that? Like a month ago? No, like two weeks ago. Okay, <laughs> man, that's. Funny. But sometimes I pay with. Sometimes if I have cash, I'll just use it because I don't like to carry around cash. So. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So I would say shout out to the. Uh, Dorchester. Uh, oh, shout out to the Jamaica Plain uh, Whole Foods on Center Street. Thanks, okay. thanks for not banning me. Okay. <laughs> no free ads, though. Yeah, I think we got. I, I, I had. I said everything I wanted to say. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, man, dude, I appreciate you taking the time to. You know, we've done this. This is the third 
you know third third date that we've tried to get on. But dude, I appreciate you, you know, coming. No, on. good, great. This worked out fine for me because I got nothing. Yeah, I, talk, I got no work tomorrow, so I'm just talking Celtics to basketball. Anyway. Yeah, fortunate, very fortunate you were able to come on. Um, no, definitely, I, I'd do it again. <laughs>